Hello, and welcome to the Love Your Root podcast. My name is Jess Bubico, and I am your host for this show. I believe in a world where the woo is no longer taboo and your weird is your greatest wisdom. It's here on this show that we'll talk about all things intuition, human design, energy, and beyond, and we'll ground them down to earth in a really practical way so you can start to move through your life in alignment with your intuition, step fully into your own self-leadership, and feeling expanded in all areas of your life. You can learn more about Love Your Woo by heading over to www.loveyourwoo.com as well as heading over to Instagram and finding us at Love Your Woo. Let's get on with the show. Hello and welcome to the Love Your Woo podcast. My name is Jess Babaco. I am your host and your guide on this podcast. I'm excited to dive into today's episode where we're going to be talking about the new paradigm of business and life, using tension as a portal way for clarity and growth. And I'm going to be diving into, as promised, the sphere of brand, which is a part of the Gene Keys Pearl sequence. I did two other episodes. It was episode number two and three. I did on some other parts of the Pearl sequence. So if you haven't listened to those, I would invite you to actually go back and take a listen, especially if you are a solopreneur, somebody who is following your true calling in life. They can be really powerful episodes to invite you into new layers of understanding of the work that you're here to do on this planet. So let's dive in for today. I want to invite you before we jump into the podcast. This is a fairly new podcast. I'm on episode number five. I did have an episode or have a podcast in the past called The Jess Bubico Show. It was also called Manifest Your Best Life Podcast, uh, where we have more episodes of pot, you know, podcast episodes, interviews, et cetera, um, with more reviews. So people were able to find us there. And I know it's really helpful when people leave podcast reviews and ratings for other people to be able to find the podcast. So I just ask if you are really listening and enjoying, I would love for you to share a podcast review or a rating so that other people can find the podcast as well. I'm excited to dive into this podcast today because I sat down this morning with my pen and paper to write today's podcast. And I feel like writing the outline for this podcast brought an even deeper sense of clarity within myself. And so I feel like by the time that I got to the end of my outline, I was like, oh my gosh, everything makes even more sense to me for my life, my experience with my business to my life. So I I hope that this podcast today brings you a level of clarity for yourself and invites you to ask yourself new questions and develop new understandings within yourself. So let's dive right in. I want to talk first about this new paradigm that we're being invited into in business and life. We are seeing the structures all around us shift change and burn to the ground. And inevitably, wherever we see something self-destruct or be torn down, something else is always being built in its place. And I feel like the past couple of years, specifically, especially since 2012, we're seeing consciousness wake up on a mass 
level within the collective. We are seeing people waking up to who they are and what they want. And they're remembering that they are something so much bigger than this human experience. And with this understanding, the structures that were created hundreds and thousands of years ago, they can't stay because these structures were created by humans and they're maintained by humans. So as we wake up and there's an evolution and a revolution within ourselves, we're naturally going to pull down the structures that no longer work and no longer serve the collective. With that, we're seeing massive, massive, massive healing happening on a personal level and on a collective level within our culture and within our society. And the quote that's coming to mind right now is, I believe it's a Zen proverb, which is let go or be dragged. And I have a feeling some people are going to hear that quote and they're going to go, oh my gosh, I was just thinking about that. So if that was you, reach out to me on Instagram at loveyourwoo and let me know that you've been contemplating on this idea lately. Um, But it's this true idea of surrender that if we resist or we push or we hold on or grip or um, try, try to force and make things work or force and keep old things alive in our lives that are no longer working, we're going to keep meeting resistance. And sometimes what we need to do is allow ourselves to move with the flow of humanity and move with the flow of what's breaking down in our own lives. And I'm excited because we're going to be talking about the Gene Key 25, which is my personal brand, um, my my life brand and in my pearl sequence, which I think really connects very nicely back to this idea of not fighting against, not holding on to the constriction that exists within us and trying to fight against and, and control our out external reality. But rather, as these changes are have it happening on this global level and they're happening within ourselves, we're being asked to sit with the tension and being asked to sit with that which is dying off in our lives and to come into an energy and a space of acceptance, like deep acceptance on a cellular level. We are healing as a society through ancestral trauma. We finally have a time and a space where, you know, we've evolved enough as a society to be able to look at our deeper emotional needs, our deeper wounds. Many of us are experiencing ancestral healing and healing of ancestral wounds that our parents and our grandparents simply could not do for themselves because they didn't have the time, the energy. There were not, there potentially, I don't want to say, this isn't, I'm not trying to say this in a mean way. Like there, they weren't, at a, we weren't at a space in evolution and a time in evolution where it was even acceptable on a mainstream level to look at our emotional health or to look at our spiritual needs, perhaps beyond a religious context. And so you may be experiencing healing in your life right now that maybe you're like, I've had a good life. 
I, why is this coming up or why do I feel this way? We pass things down through our lineage, our family, and you're going to pass down through your DNA to your children, grandchildren, et cetera, the challenges that you've experienced in your life. And I can remember there were some, probably was about two years ago, I sat down and I had dinner with my dad. It was right around Christmas time. And I asked him, I said, dad, what were you like in high school? Like, what were you like? What did you struggle with? What were some of your biggest challenges? And it was interesting because some of the things that he said, I was like, oh my gosh, I would have never expected that from you. And, you know, just like in person, personal challenges within himself. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I've always struggled with, I've struggled with that too. You know, we pass these emotional challenges down through our lineage. And again, I think we're seeing on a mass level as consciousness is waking up, as we're shifting into this new paradigm, you may be dealing with challenges and healing that is perhaps from your lifetime, from your conditioning, but also could be from your family, you know, your family lineage where you never had a direct experience of a challenge of this nature or something that would make you feel a certain way or have a certain emotional, mental, spiritual, physical challenge, but we're being asked to clear it um, because it cannot come, it cannot come forward with us in this next paradigm as we move into this new paradigm. And it's not like, you know, okay, December 21st, 2022, that is the day where boom, it just all flips, everything goes away. And we're suddenly in this new, um, you know, this new paradigm. It's this evolution where there's a death and rebirth constantly happening always at the same time where there's always mutation that's happening and growth. Now we know from a human design perspective, Ra talked about how 2027 will sort of be the year that um, the change has taken, this shift has taken place where enough of our consciousness has tipped in this new direction of this new paradigm that we're going to see kind of a, a massive change. I always think about how he talks about 2027 is the year that we move into uh, the right angle cross of the sleeping Phoenix. We're moving from the right angle cross of planning. That's the incarnation cross that the world has been under, uh, which is very tribal, creating structures for the tribe into the sleeping Phoenix, which is very individualistic. And when we look at the sleeping Phoenix as well, I mean, think about it. It's the Phoenix that is underneath the ashes sleeping rise of the, of the sleeping Phoenix. And so there is going to be a lot of tearing down and destruction in order for something new to rise. And that is going to be seen. We're seeing that on a massive global scale. We're seeing this with governments. We're seeing this with, um, you know, within our communities, we're seeing this within our structures at work. We're seeing everything that was created underneath the right angle cross of planning starting to fall, the structures as we knew them starting to fall. And we're going to see as we're doing our own work, our own internal work, our work as a, a collective and a human as humanity, we're going to see this rise of something new. And so we are being asked as we move into this new paradigm 
we're being asked to really deeply listen within ourselves, to learn, to listen to our intuition, to follow where our intuition is calling and taking us as we move forward. Because at the end of the day, this is a new paradigm, right? We're moving out of what we've known and into the unknown. And we are the ones that are creating it. So I want to just take a moment to commend you for the work that you've been doing in your life, to commend all of us for the courage to look inwardly, the courage to make change, the courage to take classes, to do this ancestral healing, to ask new questions, to take new action, and to exercise and demonstrate a level of patience with ourselves, a level of grace, a level of acceptance. Because this this does take time. It does take courage. Um, but knowing that we're in it together, you know, we're we're in this together, um, growing and changing and evolving. And that's what's going to shape this pathway moving forward. So when I think of sort of this old paradigm, and you're gonna hear me talking about this a lot on. Instagram and through the podcast, like the old paradigm is trying to fix ourselves, shove ourselves into boxes, trying to fit into society, perhaps in a certain way, trying to, to, to do things a certain way, fit into a certain structure. And in this new paradigm, we're being invited to heal, to be more of ourselves, to understand how we work together as a collective right? And that takes a level of self-understanding and a level of self-advocacy as well to understand ourselves, what we need, what piece of the puzzle we bring into our relationships, into our connections, into our businesses is really, really important. So I want to uh, give you a little quote I got to catch up with. I'm sure many of you know Emma Dunwoody with the Human Design Podcast. I was on her podcast about a year ago, and she's become a really dear friend since then. And she had a quote that she um, shared and then was shared on Instagram. I think she shared it with one of her groups. And she said, human design makes us realize we were punishing ourselves for being aligned. And I love this quote, and I just want to let everybody let that sink in for a moment. Human design makes us realize we were punishing ourselves for being aligned. I just freaking love that quote. I realized something that I've had to really look at since I started my own journey with human design and the pearl sequences we'll talk about today in my work is there were certain things that because I and it didn't feel, and I'm sure I still have blind spots around this because no one's perfect, right? There are aspects of my life when I look at, um, I feel like my dad's coming to mind the most today. If you're listening, dad, hey. Um, but I think about, you know, even just the contrast of understanding the people that I grew up with and where some of my own, um, self like self consciousness has come from in my life i look at like my dad for example my dad is a 62 pure generator and that man gets up every morning he when he was working he would get up at like five o'clock in the morning he had his entire morning routine 
he would get up, he'd brush his teeth. He'd go into his like man cave, um, in our bonus room every morning. He would do the same thing. He would drink his coffee. He'd come downstairs. He'd make his oatmeal. His oatmeal was measured out. He, um, you know, he went to, he went to the gym, he showered, he went to work. He came home at the same time. He ate dinner. He went upstairs. He went on the computer. He balanced his checkbook. We came down, did the finances, did whatever paperwork he needed to do. Came downstairs at eight, nine o'clock at night. We watched one or two episodes of something on TV, went to bed and did the whole thing again the next morning. Talk about the most consistent man on the planet. And it's really interesting. And and this is why I want to talk actually about tension as a portal way for clarity, because um, I had an experience today around consistency that brought up a lot of stuff for me that I had to look at. So anyways, so he's somebody who is incredibly consistent. And my mom is very similar. She's a manifesting generator. We were born on the exact same day. And I was actually born on the same day as my mom and my grandma. We're all born March 22nd. And she is very consistent, but not as consistent as my dad. She is an emotional manifesting generator. Um, and so she's she's consistent, but she has more a little bit more variability in how she um, expresses her, her consistency. So it's not necessarily, you know, I could expect that if any given point in the morning, I looked at my clock and I said, Oh, it's six 32. I would know that my dad was on his second cup of coffee, perhaps right upstairs in the bonus room. And that he was going to be down in 15 minutes to make his oatmeal. And so, you know, I have, I had to, as I moved out and I moved out on my own into like my own apartment and I became an adult. It was really hard for me because, you know, I looked to my parents for advice and they're both very consistent people. And I was like, okay, I'm going to be consistent. And so I started setting my life up in that way where I would wake up, I would go to the gym um, and teach classes four or five days a week. I'd teach the 6 a.m. class. I would go to work and I would do all of these consistent things in my life and set up my routine really consistently because that's how it was modeled for me, that adulthood should be done. And I would end up burning myself out. I would end up getting sick because I was trying to run my life like a generator and a manifesting generator. My sister is also a man gen, so they are all fairly consistent people uh, with a lot of energy. And so when I graduated, there was a lot of pain for me around I felt like a total failure. I could not run my life in the way that my mom and dad had ran their life. And they were very successful people. You know, my dad was very successful in his career. And um, so there was a lot of pain for me around that. And then there was a lot of this energy of feeling a, a bit like a failure because I couldn't do things the way everyone else had. I I could, but I could only do it to a certain point until I felt burned out. And what I've learned in this time is that being incredibly inconsistent and having absolutely no routine or no structure actually can be just as painful at times as being overly structured and overly consistent for myself. And so I had some tension that came up this week 
around um, consistency and consistency in my business. And just so you know, you may hear wind in the background. I've uh, held off on recording this podcast for a few days because I'm up in Monteverde in Costa Rica and the wind is really, really bad. Um, and I've already given you chickens and roosters in the background. So I didn't want to add one more thing to the plate, which would be the wind in the background. But here we have it. Um, my amazing podcast editor, he's going to do his best to take it out in the background. But if you hear things, I'm not in a tornado. It's just very windy here. So anyways, what I found is that in swinging completely to the opposite direction of having no structure and no consistency because there was tension around consistency and structure, right? I can't do it. I can't keep it up. I burn myself out. I'm no good at this. I'll never be um, able to do this in the way that it was modeled for me, which worked for my parents. It worked amazingly for them. Um, And my sister, like I said, in that in that pain of not being able to keep up with it, there was an aspect of myself that went completely to the opposite direction and avoided it. And it's interesting because one of my personal triggers to know that I need to look a little bit more deeply inward is often I will feel this sense of like, no, like, no, no. And I'll find myself getting really irritated and like, nope, absolutely not. And what I know there is that I have, it's like my inner little girl who feels scared. She feels confused. She feels, um, she feels vulnerable. And then I have my protector self. That's like, Nope, we're just not doing that. Like we're not doing it. We're not going that direction. That's a hard no for me. And so being able to start to learn what does tension look like for me, right? Number one, it's that protector self coming up. Uh, There's a great book that I really love um, by Dick Schwartz. I can't remember the name of the book right now. Oh my gosh, I have it in my audiobook. So I'm going to look it up really quickly um, as I am on here. But um, let's see, it is No Bad Parts by Richard Schwartz. He talks about, um, it's, I think, a really amazing book. Oh, you can hear it. It's playing in the background now. how we all have these different parts within ourselves. We've got these protector parts that want to, (coughs) excuse me, that want to protect the more vulnerable aspects of ourselves. And we have like all these different inner parts. I would highly recommend looking at it if you're ready to start looking and working through your own inner tension and doing inner discovery. I personally do this also with um, my own therapist, which has been pivotal and amazing. But we can start to slow ourselves down and understand and be with our own emotional reactions and our own inner tension. We can actually start to see that a healing process is wanting to take place within ourselves, that an evolutionary process is wanting to take place within ourselves. And in that place, we can change the landscape and the narrative of our lives. So for me, for example, this massive tension came up this week of you're not being consistent enough and your um, lack of consistency, which this is a big thing, I think, in general for manifestors. And I actually received 
a message from another manifestor client earlier this week saying, Hey, I want to set up a structure for myself because I know I'm inconsistent. And so do I want to release my podcast every week? What do you do? Et cetera. I actually had to really look inward and go, Oh my gosh, in what ways am I, um, maybe running away or hiding from creating my own inconsistent, consistent structures or creating my own support systems to support to, to allow myself to have a sense of inconsistent consistency. So when tension arises, right. And for me, I know my different flavors of tension. Oftentimes my flavor of attention, of, of tension is just simply avoidance. I'm like, Nope, I'm not doing that. Right. And when (laughs) you're really someone who is, um, set in your ways. Like another person might look at that and go, Oh, okay. That's your boundary. That's like a hard no for you. And so I am learning to have to check myself when something is a hard no for me. Is that a part of myself that's trying to protect myself because I don't want to get hurt. If I start to set out into the world and creating consistency in some kind of way in my life, there's a fear of burning myself out. There is a fear of looking like a failure because I can't keep it up. What I have actually learned in keeping consistency in my life, you know, I I actually did some reflection this morning, some of the places where I've been really able to keep consistency in my life. And these are really basic things, but um, for example, eating three times a day, I've been able to become really consistent in that because I used to not eat three times a day. some health stuff with taking certain vitamins and taking care of my body in a certain way. I've become really consistent with that. Um, Setting up my home and actually making myself for the most part, stay somewhere for at least three to four weeks when I'm traveling and I go in and I take all of my clothes out of my bag and I set it up. So it feels a bit more like home. There's these certain little things that I've done that have created consistency in my life. And when I look at that, Many of much of that has actually been about having the right supports in place, having the right people in my life who oftentimes are generators and manifesting generators that can help me to set up um, routines and structures for success. For example, with some of the health stuff, actually hiring somebody who has helped me to figure out what vitamins, minerals, all this stuff that I'm needing for my body. Or I really struggled with eating three times a day because I had been doing intermittent fasting for so long. And um, I think the way I was doing it was not correct. And I ended up screwing up my hormones. Um, But I actually have picked on my trip. I started January 8th. I have picked places where either they serve breakfast in the morning or they, there's a breakfast place right across the street where I can go and have a consistent meal every day. I do my journaling. I've set up consistent routines. So it's really less about, um, can I be reliable to figure out the structure and what it looks like and how to do it? And more so this embracing of when I lean into the wound, I recognize that there are challenges in consistency for me. And that my consistency does not look the same as somebody who is a sacral being for those of you who are deep in the human design world. And step number three is 
what support do I need to put in place to create consistency around my inconsistency? Who do I need to call in to support me? What does their energy perhaps have to be like? You know, what's, what is it that I can do to also like love on this little inner girl who's like, I'm not good enough because I'm not consistent. I just want to run away from it and lean the other direction, the opposite direction from it. So what I want to invite everybody to do is to just start to develop some level of patience and grace with yourself in creating space to lean into your personal tension. Sometimes you're going to want a therapist or a coach or a healer or somebody who can support you in diving in, especially, like I said, for me, eating three times a day was really hard, but my digestion was off. My Chinese medicine doctor was like, Hey, if you're not eating three times a day and you're only waiting until the end of the day, you know, your, your, um, intestines are not, they're not, uh, going to be perhaps she didn't say it like this, but as strong because they're not constantly pushing food along and they're not able to clear. It's not able to clear itself out. It's like, Oh, you know what? That makes sense. And actually, as I've been eating three times a day, I feel a lot better. I have more consistent energy. I used to actually nap midway through the day and it just hit me last week. I was like, oh my gosh, since the beginning of January, since I've really been more strict with myself, I don't take naps anymore. Like I literally have taken one nap since I got to Costa Rica, right? But I needed something in place to support me and the right person uh, who could support my energy. Right. So this circles back as well to my parents and looking at some, you know, what I learned from them, which was amazing because it really works for their energy. Like they were super successful as a result. Right. I can look at them. And if I said, well, you should be doing things the way that I do it and you don't need to be consistent and you don't have to have a routine and you should do it or shouldn't do it, A, B, C, and D way they probably would be feeling the same way that I was feeling around trying to be consistent in that way. So each of us is designed to do things differently. And this is where really understanding our own personal human design is incredibly important. You can, as always, head over to my website, loveyourwoo.com. If you are somebody who is wanting to dive into your human design chart, you can click on work with Jess and I have different services to support you in understanding and embodying your design, as well as getting connected to your intuition and your intuitive gifts, if that's something that you're wanting to get started on as well, because each and every single one of us is incredibly different. So where does this lead me to? This leads me to talking about the last, uh, the uh, talking about the the brand in life work in human uh, in the pearl sequence. So, if you listen to episodes two and three of the Love Your Blue podcast, you know that I talk on there about um, the sphere of vocation, your sphere of culture, and now I'm going to be talking about your life's work and your brand. I'll talk in another couple of episodes. I'm not going to do it the next episode, but in a couple of episodes, I'll talk about the pearl, um, the sphere of your pearl as well. Uh, But today I'm going to talk about life work and brand. And what I really love about the pearl sequence is the simplicity that Richard Rudd has brought to 
this work because the entire purpose of the pearl sequence and the gene keys in general is not to memorize or to stuff your brain with more knowledge. It's actually to allow yourself to go into contemplation with the energy. The pearl sequence and the gene keys in general is not something that you can take literally and translate into a literal job because it's really, I mean, you might be able to, right? My, I talked about my vocation is all about the energy of the 51, which is the energy of initiation and inviting people to take a leap of faith, right? I can't go, okay. Or I want to say a courageous leap and they're leaping into the unknown following their intuition, right? I can't go and find like, that doesn't translate directly into a job, but it's the essence of what I am helping people do within their job, right? So maybe I become a skydiving instructor. Maybe I have my own coaching practice. Maybe I, um, you know, become a, a lieutenant in the army, whatever it may be, each and every single, we're not meant to take this literally. We're meant to take the energies, contemplate them and ask, how does this play out in my journey, my life and my experience? So actually writing this podcast today and going back through my brand was incredibly just beautiful and healing as I sat with it because it directly related back to the idea of tension being a portal way into deeper self-love, into deeper self-connection. And so when we look at our brand, this is, as Richard Rudd says in his book, the style and frequency of your outer expression. This is kind of an extension of your personality. When we look at your brand, your sphere of brand in the gene, uh, in the pearl sequence, it is the personality sun. And what does the sun do? It shines outwardly to the world around it. And so when we look at the personality sun, it is meant to be sort of what is radiating out of you. It is the, it's the outermost expression of your innermost essence. And so when we look at the personality sun, it is meant to come with a sense of simplicity, a sense of clarity. And again, Richard Rudd speaks to the idea that it is the frequency of your outer expression. I love, there's actually a quote in his book and he says, whatever your physical product is, is not the real product. For as we've said, you are the product. Your energy, the energetic transmission that you bring to the world is the product, right? Somebody else could be speaking about the exact same things I'm speaking about, but you are going to have a different experience with that person based upon the frequency of energy that they carry out into the world, right? We're here. I always, I have a, a friend, Danielle, and she's like, we're just exchanging codes. That's all we're doing. We're just exchanging codes. And so when we spend a lot of time obsessing over how we express ourselves and what we say, and we overcomplicate it, it's very easy to miss the point that you are the energetic transmission. 
your energy and you honing your energy and healing, like I talked about at the beginning of this podcast, that is your job. And when you make that your job to keep exploring and not to get stuck, right? But to keep exploring, to keep healing, to keep taking that courage, those courageous leaps of faith, to keep stepping up and standing out. This is what people are wanting from you, right? The number of people that message me on Instagram and will say, I was so inspired to take a trip because you're doing it. Um, or, you know, not because you're doing it, but they said, you inspired me, right? So often people speak about the ways in which they were inspired by something that I did that had a lot to do with just me taking a leap into the unknown. And that's not something that I can figure out how to fit into, you know, a buzz phrase, what is it, elevator pitch at a networking meeting. That's something that's through my lived experience and my energy and essence of being. And however you package that is how you package it. But when, again, we look at brand, what's outward facing to the world, it is, it is meant to be simple and clear. When I look at my own personal, so you could take a look at your, um, your sphere of, of brand, your life work, your personality sun in your human design chart, and you can look up the gene key associated with that energy. Mine in particular is the 25th gene key. And it's the energy, it's the love of the spirit. And it is the pathway from fear to love. And truth be told, as I've done some reflection on this, especially over the past couple of weeks, I've realized that I don't talk all that much about fear and moving through your fears and moving through constriction. But this is probably the most pervasive um pattern in my life, the amount of time that I sit with tension, which when we look at the 25th gene key, they actually talk about it as constriction, the shadow frequency of constriction. Um, the amount of time I spend per week sitting with tension in my own sacred wounds, it's a lot <laughs> because it actually becomes the fuel that allows me to be in deeper, more authentic expression of my own spirit. And so the 25 is this ability to learn to listen to the pain and constriction and tension within ourselves, to feel the energy of the sacred wound, and to move to a place of acceptance so that we can move forward in our lives. Um, it's the process of moving through fear, untangling fear, facing our fears and our wounds in order to come into a place of universal love. And, you know, there again, as we look, even as I talked about with the 51st gene key, which is connected right to the 25th gene key because the 2551 is a channel, this is the it takes courage. It takes courage to look at our stuff. Like I said to you, it's been a lot easier for me to say, okay, my protector part is coming out. And she's like, nope, we're not doing that. See ya. Mm -mm, no way. Why? Because I don't have to look at the vulnerability and pain of my younger self who's like, 
I don't feel, I feel not successful. I can't keep this up. And like, she freaks out at the idea of having to be consistent in a certain way. I also have the 15, uh, the gate 15, which is like all about extreme rhythms, which I feel it's challenging, um, at times to again, find my own rhythm. I feel like I'm in forever in pursuit of finding my rhythm. Um, but I can also find supportive, you know, supports for myself in that way. Anyways. And that's the energy of what's meant to be outward facing in my brand is love. It's acceptance. It is the courage to face our fears. It's the courage to face our tension. Um, and not trying to escape it or build on top of it, you know, which I can still, I mean, this, the whole purpose of this is this is our life's work. This is not meant to be a thing that I'll just tomorrow I wake up and I say, oh, I'm good. I'm all about love. I'm all about acceptance. I got this. This is meant to be the work of my life that I keep moving into. You know, I used to have crippling anxiety as a child. And so love and acceptance and, and, understanding constriction and anxiety has been a lifelong journey for me as well as I'm sure many other people. But again, it's this ability to dive into our wounds, to come back home to our spirit, to look at our fears. um, So we can return back to the pure essence of love, love of ourselves, love of our spirit, love and acceptance of everything around us and within us. So the quote that I just want to leave you with here is you have to relax these layers of the constriction deep inside of you. So you can feel the flow of love once more moving within your being. And so my hope with our brand at love your woo is, you know, we invite you to take these courageous leaps to go into the unknown and to explore the tension to explore the constriction, to explore your wounds and to keep blossoming through them, to find deeper self-acceptance and deeper love. Because at the end of the day, when we do that for ourselves, we stop projecting our shadow onto, onto other people, which we so often unknowingly do. Again, myself, extremely guilty of this as well, but it gives us an opportunity to understand ourselves at a deeper level and to, um, to keep moving forward, recognizing that life is not a race. Life is an evolution and a revolution, as I like to say, where we're constantly evolutionizing and revolutionizing within ourselves. So that's what we're meant to teach you how to do here. That's what we're meant to shine through our brand is just keep showing up, keep facing your fears, keep working through the tension to ultimately keep returning back to the energy and the essence of love as you leap into the unknown. Okay. That's all I've got for you today, my friends. Um, What's really neat and something that I'm noticing that I just want to share is that these podcasts are all between 43 and 47, 48 minutes. And I have not planned any of that, which I just think is really, really cool. It seems that's the exact amount of information that comes through, put it out into the world and peace out, which I really love. So I invite you to take a little bit of time Look at your own um, brand sphere. See what comes up for you. What's there? What are you meant to be shining to the world? All right. Much love, much peace, much woo. Again, 
would greatly appreciate it if you could rate the podcast and leave a review underneath it. I read all of them. Right now there's one, which is awesome and super grateful. Uh, Shout out to who wrote it. Um, But it really helps other people be able to find the podcast as well. So sending you guys much love and I will see you back here next week for the next episode of Love Your Woo. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Love Your Boo podcast this week. If you enjoyed today's show, go ahead and click subscribe. You can leave a rating and review. We love to read through them and it also helps other listeners who are interested in the same topics as you find our show and our amazing community. As always, you can head over to www.loveyourwoo.com as well as find us on Instagram at loveyourwoo. You can check out upcoming offers, classes, and beyond. We can't wait to see you back here for the next episode of Love Your Woo. Make it a great week and we'll see you soon.